listening to The Currency. Welcome. I'm your host, Mike Gaston. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thrilled to have you along today. This is the first episode of 2020, and I hope that your holiday season was fantastic, and I hope that you're even more excited about this new year. I always love the start of new things. I'm a, I'm a starter. I love new things, new challenges, new projects, new ideas, etc. So I'm kind of excited about 2020. 2019, tough year in some regards and phenomenal in others. We launched this podcast last year. A YouTube channel kind of took off last year. Some great things are happening um, into 2020 because of some of the work that I did in 2019. But in other ways, there was some heavy lifting. 2019 was a little bit of work. A little bit of work. I don't know about you, but uh, I was glad to put that you're behind me and excited about starting this year. So hope you're excited too. Today, I want to talk about something that was a bit of a surprise to me. I uh, was reviewing, you know, every year I, I do goals. I don't really do, I don't really do New Year's resolutions. I don't, I'm not one. I mean, I used to do them. I used to kind of, I'm going to write every day. I'm going to lose, you know, 10 pounds or 50 pounds, however many I need to lose. You know, I make these resolutions of things that I'm going to do. And they were always about self-control. They were about discipline. And, and I just, you know, you get into the year, like everybody, you start with some enthusiasm. You're hitting the gym. You're writing your words every day. You're doing all these things. But it's like all of a sudden one day you just forget because this isn't really part of who you are. You're just trying to make this thing happen. All of a sudden you go, oh, no, I, I forgot to write today. Or, oh, you know, I'm, I'm tired of trying to diet all the time and deny myself. and I'm just going to give up. And uh, so I've never really liked resolutions. But, you know, my, my work in consulting, my many years in business and entrepreneurship and ownership, you know, it put me kind of more in a strategic mindset when it comes to thinking about the future. And so I often, I actually always sit down and prepare at the end of the year and, and set some goals for myself, not resolutions, but goals. What kinds of things do I want to accomplish? I take assessment. Where am I right now? How did I do against the year's goals? Where did I win? Where did I fall short? Why? And where do I want to be tomorrow? At the end of the next year, where do I want to be? What do I want to see have uh, happened or what do I want to accomplish? And from that, I'll try to make a handful of goals, some of them business oriented, some of them like uh, personal, some of them more finance and, and long term thinking about, you know, things like uh, where are we going to be when it comes time for retirement, etc. So I love making goals. So this year I was reviewing my goals and one of the goals that I had for the year was to read 12 books. Now, anyone that's known me through the years knows I love to read. Like, I used to read like crazy. I, 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 and this is not an exaggeration. I remember there was a year where I think I knocked out a book a week. And I'm not talking about books on tape. I'm not talking about the Reader's Digest version or abridged. I'm talking about sat down and read 52 books in a year. And that you know, that wasn't like I was trying to accomplish it. I just love reading. And I've found over the last handful of years that I've fallen out of the habit of reading. I'm always consuming content. You know, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm watching videos. In the evening, I might be watching Netflix or Amazon Prime movies, TV shows. And it occurred to me towards the end of the previous year, towards the end of 2018, that golly, I don't read like I used to. I might be lucky if I read two or three books a year. Now, the books that I read sometimes are kind of weighty, like I will tackle like a 300, 500 page book. I will read more academic stuff or, you know, things that are a little bit more esoteric. I might like get on a kick. Like I remember one year I was into learning about Gnosticism, not because I wanted to become a Gnostic, but I wanted to understand how Gnosticism 
potentially was influencing popular media ways of thinking and even influencing Christianity. So I'd like, I read a ton of books on Gnosticism. I kind of went deep on a, su- on a subject and um, I'll do that. So at the end of 2018, it occurred to me like I'd fallen out of the habit of reading. And yeah, I read two or three books. They were significant books. They weren't like lightweight books, but two or three books just didn't seem to be right. And it occurred to me as well that, you know, I what had replaced that time was all this consumption of media, that I was just entertaining myself a lot, but not growing and learning. I always look at books as a way to grow. Even if I'm reading literature or fiction, it's just a, I mean, I know that some of the stuff is just throwaway stuff, so I get it. I, I'm not reading like pot boilers or throwaway sci-fi fantasy novels. Those are fine. Be entertained once in a while. But um, I love to learn from books. I just love to learn. And it bothered me. So I said, okay, I want to make a change. So I thought, let me read one book a month. Let me just read 12 books for the year. And I did that. And I have to tell you, like, it did take a little bit of focus. I lost my way a little bit. Uh, There was like a whole month where I'm like, oh, gosh, I've done no reading. I've got to do some catch up. I went in kind of fits and spurts. But I got it done. I, I closed out the year having read 12 books. Now, before looking at my list, I was keeping a list. Every time I finished a book, I'd write it down and the date that I finished it. Before reading my list over and reviewing it a, you know, a few weeks ago, I kind of asked myself, like, okay, so I did this without looking at the list. How many of those books like struck me as being remarkable or, or worthy of my effort? I thought, ah, oh, you know, a couple books come to mind. So I thought, gosh, that's a bummer. Out of 12 books, only two of them really struck me as as being worth the time. So I thought, all right, well, that's just from memory. Let me go look at my list. And I started going through my list, and I realized that out of the 12 books, seven of them gave me really good stuff. Like, I think there was a, there was a handful. There's four or five that weren't that great. Okay, I read them. Maybe I watched somebody uh, do a presentation. I thought, oh, I'm going to grab that book and read it. But like seven or eight, I think it was seven of the 12 books... And I've got the list here, but seven of them easily gave me either deep, uh, challenging thoughts, gave me processes or systems, gave me things that I could use in my consulting work and my content creation and my personal life. I like I got a lot out of these books. And, and I'll read you the list. Here's here's the list of books that I read in 2019. I read This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. I read The Virtue of Nationalism by Hazoni. I read The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. I read Bigger Than This by a guy named Fabian. Uh, I read Ready, Fire, Aim by Masterson. I think Fred Masterson, I forget it, or Michael Masterson. I read Hooked by um, Nair Ayal, a fantastic book. I read The Writer's Journey. I forget the author. I read Writing White Papers by Steltzner. I read Radical Focus by Woodkey. Christina Woodkey, lovely person, met her. I read uh, The Lords of Strategy by Kirchel, or Kirchel, um, and I read The Advantage by Patrick Lancioni, and then I finished the year off with a book called Range by an author with the last name of Epstein. And I heard Epstein on Econ Talk, and I thought this was a fantastic, fantastic discussion. I grabbed the book. So out of all these, I mean, I got something out of almost all of them. And not to pick on the authors where I really didn't get anything, but the uh, Bigger Than This was really about, by Fabian, that was about branding by a guy who runs a brand agency. It was solid, but I just didn't really pull anything out of it. Maybe because I also do this work, so there wasn't something in there like, oh, I didn't know that. A lot of the ground he covered felt very familiar to me. 
And as I'm just skimming through here, writing white papers was interesting. I thought, okay, this is, and it's an older book. I've had it on my shelf for a decade, but um, I liked this process, but I didn't turn around and write a white paper, but it was useful, but didn't apply anything. And the other one that was kind of a flat for me was The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. Now, you would think as a consultant that anything by Patrick Lencioni is like gold. And I've loved his books. If you don't know him, he he is a consultant, owns a group called The Table Group. They do a lot of consulting around leadership and people development, team development. And he his books are typically written like a, a business parable. He tells a little bit of a story and through it gives you a lesson. This was kind of, uh, this book called The Advantage is a collection. It's bringing all his work together and uh, kind of distilling it down. Like, here's my process. Here's the way I do the work I do. It was good. I just... Um, It just didn't do it for me. Again, now, maybe it's because I'm a consultant now. I'm not on the level of Patrick Lencioni. I'm not running a multi-million dollar, multi-person consulting firm. But that said, I do a lot of the work and it just was like, yeah, some of this is interesting, but it just didn't grab me. Maybe if I was running an organization struggling with an issue, I'd say, gosh, there's some stuff in here that I can apply tomorrow. So that's the list. And as I'm talking, I'm guessing like nine or 10 of these were actually really useful to me uh, out of 12. So all that to say what? Well, I wanted to just say today uh, that reading has really been phenomenal this last year for me. And I want to encourage you. I don't know if you're a reader or not, but out of all these books, uh, each one, like even Seth Godin's This Is Marketing. I mean, Seth is fantastic. He's highly respected, super smart guy, great to listen to, lovely. Uh, But, you know, his books tend to be pretty entry level in a way, like pretty basic. And um, I like them, but like I never come away going, oh my gosh, that changed my life. There was some stuff and this is marketing. There there was just phenomenal stuff that I've been able to use in meetings and content creation, etc. So that said, I would just highly recommend uh, that, that, that you read. If you're not a reader, do what I did. You don't have to do 12 books a year. Do four, you know, read one book a quarter, but, but do yourself a favor and choose some books that you find interesting. They don't even have to be heavy duty, deep intellectual. Like The Virtue of Nas- Nationalism was a bit academic, a little intellectual. Here with a Thousand Faces by Campbell. Oh my gosh, man, so dense. And he, he, he covers such a span. It was a long read, but really fascinating. But just pick four books if you're not a reader and say, okay, I, I want to better myself. And, and some of the things that I do, so... I, I years ago was interested in how do I get more out of my reading? Now, I used to treat books as um, museum pieces. I didn't want to crack the spine. I didn't want to soil the pages. I wouldn't write in them. I wouldn't dog ear. I, in fact, if people did that, it would upset me. It's like a book is a beautiful thing. And partially for me, I've always been into uh, printing and book binding and paper making and typography. So I've often viewed books as works of art. And there are books out there that are like that and should be treated with respect. But when you're reading a business book, when you're reading a book to learn or gain information or knowledge, I realize like you can't treat this thing like it's some artifact that has to be, you know, revered and put on a pedestal. So I was advised by a friend uh, to check out a book called How to Read a Book. It's just, it's an old, it's been around forever. It's by Mortimer Adler and Charles Van Doren. It's a classic, but essentially it's like, this is how you read a book to learn. And it gives you some very basic um, recommendations on how to read a book and how to get a lot out of it. I'll put a link to that book, How to Read a Book on Amazon, if anybody's interested in checking it out. 
But it, that's been fantastic. I mean, they even get into like, spend some time going through the table of contents, try to understand the structure of the book. You know, I used to just jump right into the copy and then I'd jump into the next book. You know, at 52 a year, you're kind of burning through them. And I felt like I'm reading a ton, but maybe not retaining a lot. This was really instrumental. And they encourage you, underline stuff, dog ear, you know, right in the margins. And, and I do that now. Uh, so that's one thing I do. I will underline key points, star them. I will dog ear pages that I that I think are important or passages I think are critical. I'll make notes to myself. I'll interact with the text, which is really helpful. The other thing that I do, uh, I use a system that I picked up from uh, Ryan Holiday, and I will put a link to this article. But Ryan Holiday is a really fantastic author, great guy. And I've never met him, but he seems like a great guy. <laughs> and Ryan, if you're listening, hit me up. We'll, we'll have a beer. But he's got an approach that he learned from Robert Green, his mentor, uh, also an author of Collecting Information. Essentially, he keeps a stack of three by five note cards handy. And when there's an idea that's critical, he'll capture that onto the note card. And he's got a filing system in a way that he goes through them. And as an author, it's a great way for him to collect data and uh, compile things that eventually become an article, um, a book, etc. So I will also post a link to that. But those are a couple of things. I'll take the how to read a book approach and I will interact with the physical copy. I'll underline and make notes. And I will also capture key points onto note cards based on the Ryan Holiday system. And again, I'll put links to both of those in the show description. Just go to my website and uh, click on this episode and it'll be right in that description. So so I would highly recommend if if you're wanting to grow, if you're wanting to kind of learn, if you're wanting to gain some things that you can apply to your work or to your vision or goals, uh, give reading a try if you don't do it. Now, I read physical books. I'm not one for a Kindle. I've had a Kindle. I still have it somewhere in a drawer. I've done Kindle reading. It's fine. I will, you know, I have no problem with electronic devices for reading I prefer a physical book. There's something about being able to write in it, something about also for me, the spatial quality, meaning if I see a quote that I find really interesting or useful and I underline it, the way that my mind seems to work, I will locate that physically in the book. I don't know what page it's on, but like if I go pull that book off the shelf and I want to read the quote to you, I kind of remember like, oh, it's right around the halfway mark or it's towards the end. So when I start stringing all these quotes and different points together in my mind, again, I'm not memorizing the quotes, but I'm like, oh, that author talks about, you know, branding as a process or whatever, you know, and you go, okay, I know that that's in this book and I know where it is. Once you start remembering a handful of that author's thoughts or comments or, or ideas, they begin to take on physical form for me in my mind. Like they're located in the book. They become more relational. They're not just concepts that are detached from their context, but they have context and relational and et cetera. If this is a little esoteric for you guys, I apologize, but I'm just, uh, I'm kind of a book geek. So yeah, I always read physical books. I don't do audio books. I don't do electronic books unless I'm traveling and I just want some you know, throw away like a Michael Crichton, you know, it's not throw, it's just entertainment. I'm not going to underline, I'm not going to come back to it. Yeah, then I'll do a, an e-reader. That's cool because it's uh, convenient. But for learning and for development and growth, I love physical books. And there is something just beautiful about looking at a bookshelf or a wall or a room filled with books that you have interacted with, authors whose minds you have had 
dialogues and conversations with where you've heard and and read their thoughts and interacted with them. Something just amazing about that. Uh, again, I'm probably geeking out a little bit much for folks that aren't into reading. Give yourself a goal. Read four books. Make some notes. Review them. Come back to them and say, gee, did this help me at all? Did I learn anything? And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. You know, I'm in love with books and reading, have been my whole life. Kind of you know, thrilled to be back into it. I'm energized. I've already knocked out my first book for 2016, and it's, and it's, uh, it's uh, what the fifth or the sixth today. So I'm I'm off to a, to a nice start. But um, really excited about the results of this effort. It was easy to do, very pleasurable, and I just gained a lot of value from it, both personally and professionally. Guys, I hope this is useful. Uh, do me a favor, please, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast. If you are a subscriber, you know you can find it anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, etc. Um, you know, do me a favor and leave a review. Maybe give me a few stars if you think it's worth it. Leave a review. That is a signal to these platforms that, hey, this is uh, content that's worth promoting. It just helps other people find the currency. I'm grateful for all of you. I'm wishing you all a phenomenal 2020. Please get in touch with me. Share with me your goals. Talk to me about what you're trying to accomplish in 2020. And um, yeah, thanks for sticking around. Love you guys. And I'll catch you in the next episode.